0: So, Mondays, awesome stuff, right? You're always looking forward to Monday. They just seem daunting at times, I would think. I I mean, the the whole week stretches out before you, and it's hard to get motivated, and everything just seems worse on Monday. Actually, according to statistics, everything is worse on Monday. 50% of employees are late to work on Monday. I'm sure nobody here in this place today. The productivity of the average worker is under 30% on a Monday. Most people don't even smile until 1116 a.m. on Monday morning. I don't know who uh, compiled those stats, but I guess I believe it. Uh, People moan and complain for an average of 10 minutes on Monday mornings. Uh, And it gets even a little more serious than that. Uh, Actually, there are 20% more heart attacks on Mondays than any other day of the week. And, uh, it's, uh, it seems that Monday is the day of the week with the highest rate of suicide. There is more dread, there is more stress, there is more dragging our heels as we head back into the swing of things of another work week. And, I, I mean, that's really the thing, right? Uh, Monday stinks because we have to go back to work. And that's, uh, uh, that's, that's kind of the, the, the deal. Now, whether you're traditional Monday through Friday kind of person or not, uh, hang with me here. We, we spend, uh, most folks, uh, during our working time spend uh, 40, 50 plus hours a week there. Uh, we, it's what we talk about at social gatherings. It might well be the reason that you live where you do because you move to the area because of your or your spouse's job. Uh, our work often dictates our circumstances in life. Uh, it's a huge part of our identity. Uh, what do you do? Well, I may, and we, uh, we answer with whatever we do. For many people, our work defines us. And yet, we complain about going there, and we get stressed out about it, and we feel underappreciated, and we feel overwhelmed. And many times, our work life and our spiritual life tend to be, seem to be, on opposite sides of who we are people tend to compartmentalize our uh, their lives and so work doesn't enter into spiritual life and spiritual life doesn't enter into work life uh sometimes we isolate the sacred from the secular but in scripture the bible has, sees no separation between sacred and secular uh it's all sacred Right, he, God has given you talents and skills and abilities and gifts to to, uh, to to work hard for His glory. So whether you're an employee or a boss or a student or retired or a stay-at-home parent or somewhere in between, I hope that over the next few weeks, as we dive into this this uh, this uh, series, that you'll stop dreading the work week and instead you'll be singing and dancing. Thank God it's Monday. Well, a preacher can dream, can't he? No. Uh that's i hang with me here. There are 168 hours in the work week in a in a in a week. You spend a, a couple of those hours here, right? You spend a couple more than that uh at your job or, or the 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 work that you do, whether you're emplo- an employee or you're paid for it or not, uh the work that you do. I, I I'm not saying that you should spend more, all that time at church, although maybe you should spend some more time at church. We could talk about that another time, but I'm saying that, that your time on spiritual things is for a purpose. In order to prepare you and equip you for your life away from this place, right? We come here in order to be, uh, in order to meet with God, in order to, uh, find out His will, in order to, to make sure our spiritual lives are in order, and then to prepare us for going away from this place in order to do the work that God has called us to do out there. And so in this series, we're, we'll be walking through, uh, what we're doing with those other hours of the week, especially while we're working and i think i think it's common that that work gets a bad rap a lot of times that that alarm goes off on monday morning and and uh, and we think oh work is of the devil right <laughs> many people think that work was part of the the curse uh on humanity in the uh, back in genesis right and uh and people sinned adam and eve sinned in the garden of eden and and we see in genesis chapter 3 uh that, uh, that that's where work uh started that's where a lot of people People think so in verse 17 of Genesis chapter 3, it says God is talking to uh, to Adam and Eve and the serpent and they've sinned and they've gone against what God wanted. And so he's, uh, he's bringing his curse upon Adam and on humanity. And he says to Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. So the ground was cursed, and Adam and all humanity with him uh, was cursed to work by the sweat of our brow to, to, uh, to try to tame the thorns and the thistles and to produce something good, and that's work and it looks like it's unpleasant and it's part of the curse but that's not where the first time that we see work in uh in, in scripture first of all god worked uh genesis uh, chapter 2 2 uh verse 2 des- describes what god did all through genesis chapter 1 all that creating stuff that god did it, it was it's called work uh Genesis chapter two, uh starting in verse two, by the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So God worked. Uh Maybe it's not of the devil. If, uh, if God is, uh, God does it, uh God worked a lot, as a matter of fact. You know, he created the whole world and the universe and, and everything, uh all that we know and all the things that we don't know yet of everything that God created, uh, and, and he he created it good and, and and he he worked worked very hard and very well. He created everything. So if God works, then then we see that work wasn't just, didn't just pop up after the curse and after sin. We see a few verses later here also in Genesis chapter two that God put Adam to work. This is before sin. The Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. So there was work to do in the garden before there was sin involved in it. Uh, Well before sin entered the picture. Eve wasn't even created at this point yet. But Adam had purpose and value in the garden. He needed to work it. He needed to care for it. Work in itself is not bad. We have been put together As we are with our gifts and talents and abilities to do work. And, and in that, I guess, uh, we need to see that there is a purpose in our lives, that, that we need to accomplish things. And in that, we're, we're, we're working in order to accomplish what God desires for us to accomplish. Psalm 139 says that each of us is fearfully and wonderfully made, uh, that God knit us together in our mother's womb for his purposes. He made us uh, who we are, like we are, and placed us on this earth in order to accomplish things for him. Another way to say that is in order to work. Paul, in his uh, in his letter to the Ephesians, uh, wrote that, that, that we are God's handiwork, or another way to say it, God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now that's just not, not just, uh, holy things to do. That's not just, uh, I'm gonna serve at church, um, and do good works, but this is literally God has, God worked in creating us and we are formed in order to do work for Him, what He has prepared for us to do. That, that means there's purpose our lives. Uh, God's, God's purpose for each one of us, and your purpose is different than my purpose. And my purpose is different than, than someone else's purpose. Uh, God has created you to be productive, to work for him. So we have a responsibility to use the ways that God has made us, his handiwork. Uh, we, we have a responsibility to use our lives to work accomplishing things for God's glory so so work isn't bad or sinful or awful in and of itself it's part of god's design for the world uh, because of sin work is more difficult we we see thorns and thistles and and, and things uh, uh, coming up we see that that Adam's going to toil now it's not just work and and I'm going to produce but now it's toil and I'm going to uh, uh, work by the sweat of my brow it's more difficult now because of sin's influence and by the 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 curse that has come with that but work in itself is not evil so sorry to say when the alarm goes off tomorrow morning you can't say oh curse you work <laughs> you are of the devil it's it's not how it is so with all that as a backdrop uh and and, and seeing what work is and, and how we've been created to accomplish things for God, for his purposes, he's put us together in order to work, all that as a backdrop. Uh I I want us to, to dive into the, the theme verses for this entire series it comes from Colossians chapter three, verses twenty-three and twenty-four. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. The the first word is pretty important, and I want to start right there. Whatever you do. Whatever you do, whatever you find yourself doing, whatever you're doing, there's really no wiggle room there. Uh, you might say, well, I, I'll serve God in my job once I get a decent job. Well, no, this, this says whatever you do. So even if you're not in a decent job, you still, whatever you do. Or I, I, I can't really serve God doing what I'm doing right now, but I'll serve him once I clock out. Well, no, that's not, it says whatever you do. I'll serve him once I get out of school. Once I graduate, then I can serve God. Uh, then, then, then I can, can do that. I'll, I'll serve him once I get a job that I like. I'll serve him once I get that promotion. I'll, it, this says whatever you do. There's no excuses here. Whatever you are doing right now with your life, uh, that's right where God wants you to work for him, making the most of what he has uh, placed you in for this season it might not be what you're going to do next week or next month or next year but right now whatever you're doing whatever you do and that gives purpose to my monday right i'm not waiting for the right thing to come along and then I'll work for God. No, right now, even if I hate my job, even if, if my boss is crazy, even if my coworkers just don't get it, even if I'm, uh, not getting the recognition I deserve, even if the kids are driving me crazy, even if I can't seem to break into the industry that I, I think I should be in, even if I deserve a raise and I'm not getting it, God has you where you are for a purpose. Whatever you do, He says, it starts out right there. So, so, so whatever you do, what are we supposed to do? What specifically are we supposed to do? Work at it with all your your heart, in other words, put your heart into it, whatever you do, whatever crazy job you've got going right now, uh, whatever it is, whether you like it or not, put your heart into it. That's that's really what he's, he's talking. Work at it with all your heart. You know, when somebody's not doing that, right? We say, Well, his heart isn't in it. Uh, I mean. Unfortunately, the, the roads tomorrow morning are going to be loaded with people in cars whose hearts aren't into the work that they're going to, to go do, right? They're, they're phoning it in, maybe we'd say, or they're walking through the motions, ah, they're just collecting a paycheck, just biding their time. But this says that there's no place for that among followers of God. He says, whatever you do, put your heart into it. Well, what would that look like? What, what does that look like uh, if you put your heart into your work? Even tomorrow morning, even on a Monday morning, what is it? What would it look like if I if I worked at this with all of my heart? Uh, a few things, and we're going to look more in depth in these uh, on a couple of these things uh, in weeks to come. But uh, the first thing is is uh, uh, excellence you're going to work at it with excellence. If I'm putting my heart into it, I'm going to do my best, I guess is a way to say that. I'm going to do it with excellence. We're going to dive into that more in a couple of weeks, but but it just means that I'm going to use every muscle, and I'm going to use my time, and I'm going to use my gifts, and I'm going to use my brain to do my best. If I'm putting my heart into it, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to work with excellence, even on Monday morning. What what else is involved in in, uh, in in working with all of your heart? Well, well passion I think is involved in it. And, and you go, ah, oh, you haven't been to my job. Well, well, this says that maybe our our view of our job needs to change a little bit. There's a drive that's that's present when I'm working with all my heart. I'm 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 going to do my best, and and I'm going to be passionate about it. I think that comes from a, from a vision, having a vision of, uh, that's bigger than just the mundane tasks that might be before me. There's a story of, of, um, architect Christopher Wren who designed St. Paul's Cathedral in London. And, uh, and, uh, he, he wrote about, uh, as he walked through the construction site at different times as that building was being built and he would talk to some of the construction workers and, and he would ask, well, what, what, uh, what are you doing? And one would say, well, I'm laying bricks. And he's, you know, doing laying bricks. Another one said, "Oh, I'm I'm carrying stones," and he's just carrying stones. But but he came across one one person, one guy who seemed uh, cheerful and enthusiastic about his work, and and his work was mixing cement. Just back breaking manual labor, mixing cement. But when he was asked, "Well, what are you doing?" he didn't say oh, mixing cement. He said, "I am building a magnificent cathedral." There was a vision there of something that was much bigger than just this task that he was performing right then, and that enabled him to have a passion for the uh, the, the mundane task that was in front of him, uh, even while he 's completing that he has a vision he has a passion for uh, for for what's what's uh, what's bigger than what he's doing right there. And so so I think if we're putting our our heart into our work, we're doing it with excellence, uh we're doing it with passion, uh there's also a morality and integrity involved in that, right? Uh I'm going to do uh I'm going to uphold moral standards if I'm doing it with all my heart. There are usually opportunities from time to time in any job where we'll be tempted to cut corners or or maybe lie a little bit or or, or cheat in some way or, or just push the envelope a, a, a bit uh further than we should. Working with all of your heart will not involve cutting corners. You'll uphold moral and ethical standards, and so I think that's involved. And then one more thing that maybe might be uh, might might come as a as a shock uh, to to equate this word with work. Joy, joy. Maybe that's not the word that springs to your mind on Monday morning. Instead, you might wor- use words like stress or difficult or crazy busy or dread, uh, but. Joy isn't necessarily what what comes to mind. If, if I'm working at something with all of my heart, though, and if if my passion is in it, and if I'm doing my best, and I have a vision for uh, for for what's being accomplished, and and I realize that God has given whatever I'm doing, that God is is has, has put me here to accomplish something for Him, then then I'm fulfilling a purpose, and there's joy in that. And and so as we as we recognize that there's more to the picture than just Punching a, a time clock or, or coming in and, and making money to provide for my family. There, there's more to it than that. See how this goes against what we t- how we typically approach the, uh, the, the, the work week? And, and yet that's the expectation here. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart. You have purpose. You were made to work with all of your heart because you have an awesome boss. And some of you were with me until I just said that, <laughs> because I don't know your boss, right? <laughs> Amen. No. Whatever you think of your boss at your job, whether it's great or not, uh, whether whether you work outside the home or not, whether you whether you even have a boss or not, I guess, whether you're an employee or a student or or whatever you're doing, work at it with all your heart. Why? Because God is your real boss, right? Who, who's the boss? The Lord God, this says. This says to work as though you're answering to God, not just your earthly boss. No matter what you're doing, work like God is the one that you're trying to please. So does that change things a little bit? What if it was God, not your supervisor, who was going to fill out your annual review? Oops. What if it was God, not your boss, who was asking you to do that task that you thought was beneath you? I'm not going to do it, but oh, if God is, then maybe I'm going to step into that. What if it was God, not your boss, who was determining if you were going to get a raise at the end of the year or not? Would would you work any, any differently? What if it was what what if you're 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 not a, a traditional employee per se you're you're uh, you're you're retired or you're working working what if what if you still recognize that God is your boss in whatever you're doing how does that change how you approach the day We should be working in those ways because uh, it doesn't just say, uh, first it says, work as if you're working for the Lord. Uh, Then it says, it is the Lord God whom you are serving. So in other words, uh, work as if God is your boss because he is, (laughs) because ultimately we are answering to him. Now we know what it's like to work for human bosses. Uh, we do enough to get by. Uh, we know where we could cut a few corners here or there. Uh, don't let them catch you slacking off. Take credit for as many good ideas as possible. Uh, look, look to your employer for the source of your stability. I'm gonna rely on, on, uh, on my job in order to, well, instead, cut a few corners, but don't do anything too terrible. Uh, I, I heard one this week. Leave your glasses on your desk when you go home for the day. And then if somebody else is there and they look and they see your, de- they just think that you're out, you know, in the hallway or you had to run to the bat. And you're still around, you know, and then they think you're still, you know, there working job, working late. Um, or like I used to do, uh, it, make it look like you're, like you're busy, uh, even if you're, you're not all that busy. One of my first jobs was uh, washing dishes at an event center. Uh, they had corporate dinners and, and anniversary parties and, and, uh, wedding receptions and those kinds of things. And I watched it. I think I've, I've told you about the, uh, the pans that would stack up way high. When I went in there the first couple of weeks, I was just overwhelmed and, and, uh, and, and yet I caught on pretty quick. And I, I mean, I was making, making a good 3 25 an hour. So I was, uh, you know, I was, I was really in it for the money. And, um, uh, but I caught on and, and got pretty good at it. And got pretty fast at it. So much so that I can remember multiple times, uh, sitting there, I'd have my, uh, you know, my apron on, um, and, uh, and sitting there on the edge of the, uh, the, 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 the dishwasher, just waiting. Everybody's buzzing around the kitchen and the waitresses are going in and coming out and the cook is wiping the sweat off his brow, which I didn't eat there much. But, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, they're, they're running through, but my job, you know, I'm, and But then inevitably, if I would did that, inevitably I would get pulled away from the dishwasher to go accomplish something else that was maybe not as great. Now, you know that's pretty bad if the dishwasher's saying it's not a great job, right? So, uh, you know, clean this out or, or pick this up or do it. And so I, I learned pretty quick how to make it look like I was busy and how to pace myself enough that I could get done what I needed to get done, but not so good that, uh, that, that other people would pull me away from that and do, do, uh, do something. I, I operated under the assumption and, and I even remember training someone else as they came in. Uh, it, what, I said, one thing you got to remember is just look busy. Look busy. <laughs> I think I did, did okay anyway. But yeah, that was, we know what it's like to work for an earthly boss. Working for God looks a little differently. Can look a little differently. Because we're all in, right? Because uh, why are we all in? Well, God has ultimate authority, right? And one more thing from this passage: God gives bonuses. This says that, that when're whatever we do, work at it with all of our heart, as working for the Lord, uh, not for hu- human bosses, it's the Lord Christ you, you are serving. There are eternal rewards in place. If you and I work hard, if we do our best and we put our whole heart in it into it, there is a reward in eternity. At the end of time, there's a judgment day and we're held accountable for how we've lived our lives and included in that how we've done our work. Some would say, uh, you've probably heard the phrase, you'll get an extra jewel in your crown. I've not found that anywhere in Scripture. Uh, it does say some stuff about crowns, but it also says that we'll take off our crowns and throw them at the feet of Jesus in worship. So I'm not sure that an extra jewel in my crown is really uh, what, it, what it's all about. I, I, I'm not quite sure what those eternal rewards look like. Some people might say that, you're, that, that you'll get a bigger mansion. Again, not sure that that's quite how it happens, uh, just how it works, but whatever it looks like. Uh, he, he's talking here about wonderful blessings in heaven for eternity. If we work now with all of our hearts fulfilling our purpose, knowing that God is our boss. There's eternal rewards, eternal benefits. I guess it sounds to me like a great pension plan, right? It means that that, that your work, and catch this, I think this is a game changer. Your work has eternal implications even if it doesn't appear to have eternal value. My work has eternal implications even if it doesn't appear to have eternal value. You might say, well, there's no way that my job is eternally significant. <laughs> I, I'm just, uh, or I just do, or I just show up and and they just have me. Your job, your work, again, whether you're an employee or not, whether you're a boss or not, whether you're a student or a stay-at-home mom or retired or anywhere else, uh, it, your work, what you do with your life has eternal implications even if it doesn't appear to have eternal value. How you do your job has eternal significance because God is your boss. I think all of that changes things maybe you're already on board with that and maybe that's how you're living your life and that's great but but uh, i think that looks a whole lot different from someone who's not doing that who who doesn't recognize those things if if i recognize that my work uh my my work uh is given to me by god whatever i'm doing that i'm doing it with all of my heart that i'm all in that i'm that i'm uh working with excellence and and morality and integrity and and joy if i'm all in uh, whatever i do i'm all in Because God is my boss, and there's going to be rewards in heaven. If I'm doing all of that, that looks different than just working for somebody, doing a job, punching a clock, making money to provide for my family. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if God was your boss, because he is. I think there are a couple of questions to ask ourselves as we pull. So we come down to the end of that. We were we were talking in our growth group this week about uh, every sermon at the end needs a so what, right? And so uh, we need to come to, okay, all of this, this is all true. It's from the Bible. It's from Scripture. God has created work. It's not bad. Uh, I need to do it. So what? How does this apply to my life? Well, one question you need to ask yourself, what would be different tomorrow morning if I worked with all of my heart as working for the Lord? What is going to be different tomorrow if you put this into practice? Just tomorrow, Monday morning, or the next time you're going to work, whatever that is for you, what if you approached your day from this perspective? Would it be different? Would you change your routine at all? Would you change your words? Maybe the things that instead of getting up and going, instead, oh, wait, yeah, I'm tired, but I'm working for the Lord. Whatever I'm doing, I'm going to be all in today would would it change what you say to other people uh would it change the conversations that you allow to happen uh around the office or around the uh uh the, the the job site or wherever you are would it change who you're hanging out with or would you shift to not be pulled into those kinds of conversations would there be any corners that you'd stop cutting would there be uh would you need to admit anything would you need to confess anything would you need to stop doing something maybe it would just mean working with an attitude of joy instead of an attitude of complacency Or negativity or apathy, just going through the motions. Oh, wait, no, whatever I do, I'm working at this for God. So, so what? We'll try it. Keep, keep this rattling around in your head tomorrow. Uh, From the minute the alarm goes off, God is my boss today, so I'm working with all my heart. And just, just see if that makes a difference. Just try it. Now, some other question that, that probably doesn't apply, doesn't apply to all of us, certainly, but may apply to some. And I have no idea whether it does or not, but, but we need to take it under consideration. The next question is, can I do my work as unto the Lord with a clear conscience? There could be certain jobs. There are certain jobs that don't honor God, and maybe the whole industry is less than holy, or maybe they're forcing you to do uh, to do things that that, that are less than uh, uh, ethical. Uh, maybe they're forcing you into shady ethical territory. It might take some some soul searching, and I'm not sure I can answer it for you. Uh, but between uh, between your you and your Bible and your Lord, uh, is this the place where you should be working, or is your work compromising your values and beliefs? If so, uh, it could be that you're working, uh, in working for God as your as your boss, it might mean finding new employment in the here and now. Can I do my work as unto the Lord with a clear conscience? Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord. Pastor Andy Stanley uh, from North Point community church in Atlanta told a story in one of his sermons a while back that i heard that um uh that, that kind of speaks to this several years ago his family was was building a new house and uh he said that the construction manager the contractor was was uh, told him about this this incident that happened one day the house was partially built and and the the the, the crew was out there in the front working and and uh, around the corner and up the street uh came came the uh, the Portageon john guy So you know, every worksite has this Porta-John there for the workers to use, and and every once in a while the uh, the the Porta-John company is supposed to come and and clean that out. So uh this this guy pulls up and and all the workers see it and uh you know you can you can uh, imagine that it's not a great experience to be around that when uh when they're cleaning it out and when they're when they're taking care of that I mean it I mean if you say your job stinks just try that one right so uh but you know these these workers are in the middle of a project right there in the front right near this and they weren't going to change so they just kind of brace themselves for the whatever uh, the inevitable that was going to come so the portage john guy gets out and he he, he big burly scruffy guy and, and and uh, grabs the uh, uh, hoses and the tools and the supplies and and uh, and and kind of nods his head toward them all, and then heads in to uh, to the portageon. And they hear some banging around or whatever, and they kind of get back to work. And and they they know at some point they you know the door's going to open up, and it's just going to be awful. And it's just uh. Well, they all got back to work, and they kind of forgot about the portageon guy. And and uh, quite a quite a little while later, uh, he remembered, and look, and the guy's still in there and he's still banging around and you hear the the uh the suction thing going and you and and then then the door opened and instead of stink kind of k- wafting across the construction site there was this beautiful flowery fragrance and uh and the uh the, the contractor said that that he spoke to the the portageon guy who's coming out and he says man you got that thing smelling smelling so good i, I might even want to go in there he says and uh, and and so the Porter john guy says, "Yeah, well, the guy who's been cleaning this thing is, uh hasn't has he's just been doing a terrible job." But he says, "I'll be I'll be taking care of you from now on." And then he added this: "I work for the Lord." The contractor, who was a Christian himself, said, "Excuse me." <laughs> And the Porta John guy with his scruffy face and his burly arms and his smelly hoses and his tools and his cleaning supplies standing in the driveway of that construction site next to a bright green uh Johnny on the spot said, Yeah, I uh I work for the Lord. And then he gathered up his stuff and he threw it all back on the truck and he got in a van and he whipped away down down the street. And that contractor said that he actually he took a few minutes. And he went and he sat down on the front steps and uh looked up into the sky and and had a little prayer time and even even cried a couple of tears. He said, "Lord, how in the world can I ever complain again? I mean, the Portageon guy works for you," he says. "How can I ever complain again?" And perhaps that helps us to recognize that whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord. You will receive an inheritance as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving.